You are listening to Prophet Ampar Bwati. Prophet Ampar Bwati is the founder of True Encounter Ministry, conveyor of mysteries of the Kingdom of God. Buckle up as we delve into today's world. Last week, the Lord taught us about five definitions of settlement. And we said that settlement is to come to a place of rest. So when we say settlement, it's to come to a place of rest. I just want to just take my time and teach you for the next few minutes. And I said that settlement is to stabilize by God. We also said that settlement is to be secured by God, and settlement is to be established by God. And the last one, we said that to be settled is seizing from your predicament and enjoying God's unlimited favor. This afternoon, I am just going to bless someone with keys to settlement. There are some keys that we use to enjoy settlement. And without knowing the key, your life will still be a standstill. Keys to settlement. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. So the first key to settlement is to be born again. It's very important. It's to be born again. Remember that I told you that settlement means to come to a place of rest. So the Bible says that, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So if you want to enjoy settlement this year, then you have to know Jesus. Without knowing Jesus, there is no way that you can enjoy settlement. Without knowing Jesus, there is no way that your life can be established. So the first key to settlement is to be born again. Hallelujah. Now, the second key to be settled, or the second key to enjoy settlement is to settle in God. Right? Is to settle in God. Is to settle in God. To settle in God is to make Him your dwelling place. That means that God is the center of your life. There are people that God is an optional to them. I can't remember one time I was ministering at one of the Pentecostal churches. Then prophetically, the Lord spoke to me and the Lord said that there is someone here that the person has visited a shrine. Imagine that you are ministering at the Apostolic Church and the Lord speaks something like this. So I asked God, should I say it or should I keep it? And the Lord said that, say it. So I said, I don't want to pick you up, but please, if you are here and you have visited a shrine after service, come and see me. So a woman after service, the woman came to see me. And I asked her, I said that, what happened? Because I want to know why this woman visit? Because the woman is very vibrant in church. So prayerful in church. Every month. So how 
this woman has found herself there. And you know what she told me? Also, for my mother, the boy. So I called the daughters and I asked them, and also said that our friends also took us there. Then I asked the woman, why? And she said, so for me, bro, how ya me pray. So this woman is in church. But God is not in her dwelling place. Do you know that you can be in church, but God is not in your dwelling place? Because there are many people that they only come to church to see the miracle seeker. They are chasing after miracle, they are chasing after, after testimony, they are chasing after breakthroughs, they are chasing after healing. But as soon as they get the healing and the breakthrough, they leave God. So it is one thing to chase after the things, and it's another thing to chase after the source. That's what the Bible said in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. They said that seek ye first his kingdom and righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. Are you here with me? If I hear, say, Lord, help me. So is God your dwelling place? To settle in God is not talks, but a search and, a, and also an act. You have to come to a place that you will search God deeper to know Him. Do you know that we have people, nothing can shake them because they have come to a realm of knowing God, so nothing can shake them. Let troubles come, they are still in God. Let sickness come, they are still in God. Let affliction come, they are still in God. Nothing can move them. So Paul said that for we are pierced on every side, but we are still standing. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that may the Lord help you to settle in him in Jesus' name. Amen. Now give me this scripture. Psalm 92 verse 13. Now let's look at it. Psalm 92 verse 13. Psalm 92 verse 13. Now look at this scripture. Now let's read together. Psalm 92 verse 13. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, please, can someone read it to me? Can someone read it for me? Sorry. Can someone read it for me? Psalm 92, verse 13. Yes. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. Can you take it again? They are planted in the house of the Lord. Now, listen to it. They are planted in the house of the Lord. Uh -huh. They flourish in the courts of our those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Can we all read together? Ready, go. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Can you lift up the right hand? Say, Father, Father let, me let me flourish in your house. In your house. Say, Father, Father, let me flourish in your house. Please, can I go deeper into this scripture? Please, give this scripture for me. Those that be planted. Now, the word planted means settled. So, another version used, those that be settled in the house of the Lord shall flourish.
flourish in the courts of our God. So, what does the Bible mean, the court of God? Now, write this down. In heaven, there are eight things that you see in heaven. Write this down. There are eight things that you see in heaven. One of them is storehouse. So, in heaven, there is something called storehouse. So Malachi chapter 3 will say that bring all your things into the storehouse and blah 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 and so many. So they are storehouse. Now the second thing that you see in heaven that they are books. And the book was open, and another books were also open. And those that they name were not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So there are books in heaven. And that is why we have something called book of remembrance. I pray for someone in the name of Jesus. For the grace left, may God remember you. You are not in church. I said, I'm made the Lord remember you. Amen. Lift up your voice and shout, yes. yes! And in heaven, they are thrones. They are thrones. And, they are, and there's also a throne. The fourth one, in heaven, they are mansions. In my father's house, there are many. There are many. So they are mansions. Now, I can keep on and keep on and keep on. And also, in heaven, there is something that you see called courts. And I just want to just go deeper into it. Now, give me some hundred verse 4. Let me just explain the word court. I keep giving Allah my Some hundred verse 4. Enter, he, enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his court. With praise, be thankful unto him and bless his name. So, maybe for example, you are coming to the hotel inside, there is something that we call gate that you will see it. So, without without you opening the gate, there is no way that you can have access into the court of Pima Hotel, true or false. So, the entrance for you to feel your presence in the hotel is what thanksgiving. So that means that thanksgiving actually provokes God for God to feel you that you are in his presence. You're not here. And that is why that when you enter into the vicinity or the place of God, the first thing to do is to thank God. Because thanksgiving will let God feel that you are actually in his abode. And aside the thanksgiving, there is something that the believers do. He said that enter his court with praise. Shout praise. Praise. Shout praise. Praise. Shout court. Now, whilst I was meditating on this, the Lord said to me, He said that, Do you know that my place in heaven, there is something that I call court? I said that, You should break it down for me. And He said, The court of heaven. It's a place where you see angels worshiping and giving me always thanks. So in heaven, there is something that we call court. Court is actually an atmosphere. It's actually an environment where the angels, they praise God and they give him thanks. That's a court. And now the Bible is saying that that those that be planted, those that settle in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. So, what is the Bible trying to say? Anytime that you are praising God in his court, there is something, there are three things that happen. Oh, Holy Ghost. Preach. 
Can I help someone? Now, when you go to the law court, when you go to the law court, there is something that we call court. Court, what happened there? But what happened there? There's something called the plaintiff and what the defendant. One is for and one is what? A case. Now, when you enter the courtroom of God, we don't have a case. God always defends us. In a law court, also, no matter how intelligent, intelligent the lawyers they are. It doesn't matter. In the law court, it doesn't matter. What matters is a tool that we call evidence. In heaven, the evidence of the believers is when they start to praise God in his courts. The last one. In the law court, after the evidence has been provided, now there is only one person that had the mandate right to proclaim the verdict. That is what? The judge. So, what's the thing you are there? But the judge, you know, it's that it's so, so better say what you for and what you do. Hello? As soon as the judge declare, it is done. That is all. Nothing can change. In heaven, we have a judge who sits on the throne. And what happens is that he doesn't remember the sins that we have committed. He doesn't remember the things that we are doing. The only thing that he does is that it is settled. No matter how your case is, the moment you come into the courtroom of God, the only thing that we see is that answers being, your, your requests are being answered. It is settled. I prophesy upon your life. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord set to you right now. Adam. 
5, and she conceived a baby and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. The next verse. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. The next verse. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Now watch it very carefully. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of the of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. The Lord had respect unto Abel and neglected Cain. Can I preach now? Do you know why God rejected Cain's own? The Bible may mention that Cain was a tiller of the ground. So he was dealing with crops, vegetables, and all. Abel was uh, a shepherd dealing with animals. Then it was time for sacrifice. Obiadene nearby. God had respect for one and ignored the other. Now, when you read the Amplified Version, the Amplified will say, that Abel brought the best of the animals and gave unto God. This is where I want to understand that it is not anything that God is interested in. God is interested in the best of everything. What made God accept kings Abel's own was the best. That means that the, the guy and give God the best of it. If I give God this, I know that God will accept it. If I give God this, I know that God will say, well done. So let me give the best out of it. But Cain brought anything. That means that in the house of the Lord, it is not everything that God is interested in. You can be serving God, and God can look at you and say that you have been rejected. You can be praising God, and God can look at you and say that you have been ignored. Why? Because even though you are doing it in service, but you are not bringing the best out of it to appreciate God. Are you here with me? Now follow it. So, now after that, the Bible mentioned that Cain became angry and he killed Abel. True or false? Oh, true or false? Now, after he killed Abel, the Bible said that, oh, Kadipa has here. The Bible said that, now, the Lord cursed the ground and cursed Cain. But the only thing that Cain pleaded, the Lord cursed me and the Lord says, said, from today, you will make vagabond. And the Bible said that Cain said, this one, I don't want. You have cursed the ground. You have cursed my fruit. But this one, no. That means that Cain was interested in his life. And he said that if I am vulnerable, anyone that sees me, the person will kill me. And the Bible said that the Lord placed a punishment. Said, Obi-Pian seven times. The punishment on King will be upon him. Now, go to the last verse of this. That's where I will show you something. Go to the last verse. Now, let's read together. Okay, go to the next verse. So after that, they gave me to another son called Seth. Give me 24.
25. Okay. So, now, let's read together. Ready, go. So after a son came called Seth. So Seth was actually the third son. But I take in scripture and I find out that when they were mentioning the descendants of Adam, King name didn't appear. Abel name didn't appear. It was Seth that his name appeared. Then let me show you. The next verse. Please let's read together. Yeah. 
king was very powerful. But when he died, a generation came and they never remember what he did. May that not be your story in the name of Jesus. Imagine if Pharaoh had remembered uh, Joseph. I don't think that the Israelites will be afflicted and they will go whatever that they, that they went through. So this guy brought and they settled men in the house of the Lord. So what did I say? To settle in God is to settle in his house. Say to settle in God is to settle in his house. The next key. The next key for settlement. Commit yourself to the elevation of the kingdom of God as a lifestyle. Commit yourself to the elevation of the kingdom of God as a lifestyle. Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 15. Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 15. Now let's read together. Ready, go. No, let's take it again. Let's go. They sought him with their whole heart. Go ahead. Their whole desire. Ahead. One key that can help you to receive settlement or dwell or enjoy settlement is when you commit to the kingdom agenda. When you commit, they sought the Lord and the Lord found them. Ask your neighbor, Smart, smart, smart for me. Smart for me. Then we'll move on. People just they enter the house of the Lord and they found nothing to it. People that they enter the house of the Lord and nothing concerns them. People that they enter the house of the Lord be pure behavior and no faith. They are not committed, they are not consistent. How can God found you? They sought God and the Lord find them. Listen, don't just be a member, be a committed member. In a school of studies, it takes a student that is committed and consistent to pass the to pass an exams. Or two of us. If you are not committed to your books, how can you pass your exams? Be committed in the house of the Lord. Find something to do. The fasting and the prayers that we are even doing. How many of you are committed to the fasting and the prayers? 
So there are people, 21 days, on my calculator. Make fasting, the first and the last, the second one is out. And the membrane. And they will say that some of the people who are saying that they are And that they be a empire, and that they be a country. Nelson, they are team one and they are team. Shout hey! Hey! And there are people also, when they come to church, they will, they will just begin to calculate. This time, you hear opening prayer. Do you know that many Christians are not permitted even when it comes to evil prayers? But this time, you hear opening prayer. Men go. Praises. Just, they know the shadow. They, they know the time. The timeline of everything. So you are there. You come and you clap your hands. You come and you, and you shout. You come and you dance. But the question is, has God found you? Hey, so it will be so shocking that you see people. They play in the house of the Lord. They do everything. But God has not even located them. God has not located them. The Bible said, I have found myself and me. So David was found. I pray that may the Lord help you. Amen. I said that I pray that may the Lord help you. Amen. So they sought the Lord with their whole desire. Not some whole desire. Mr. Usun Yamia for coming in eternity. Look at the way that if you're a student, you learn. Six hours, eight hours, ten hours.
and the Lord found them. And the Lord, I told you that one of the meaning of settlement is mean what? Rest. So that means that the Lord gave them rest round about. Commit to the kingdom service. Commit, commit. I pray that may the Lord help you in Jesus' name. The last, the last one. Settle in God's word. Settle in God's word. Psalm 119 verse 89. Psalm 119 verse 89. Psalm 119 verse 89. Can someone read for me? Forever, O Lord, I will accept you. Can you take it again? Forever, O Lord, I will accept you. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. If, so if you want settlement, you have to settle in God's word. Let me say this. Those that they have time for the word, the word will have time for them. Settle in God's word. Make sure that every time you are eating the word, Dwell in the dwell in dwell in the word of the Lord. Be so passionate about the word. Manu found. Lift up your right hand. Say, Heavenly Father, help me to settle in your word. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Say, Heavenly Father, I need settlement. Be here. In the name of Jesus. Say, Heavenly Father, settle me. All around. In Jesus' name. Now pray for the next three minutes.